save big money on plant protection supplies. Now at Menards. Defend your garden with Triazicide Insect Killer. Its fast-acting formula protects lawns, vegetables, and many other plants. It kills more than 260 insects by contact, above and below ground. Choose from ready-to-spray, concentrate, or granular. Save big money on Triazicide Insect Killer at Menards. And check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. I'm thinking about taking him off because I have three things from the 17th century and I have really nothing from between the 1300s and the 1600s. There, something. Books didn't come out till the 1500s, Patrick. <laughs> Everyone knows this. Um, <laughs> I, no, I, think I'm, I'm joking, about, but I'm not. <laughs> I'm thinking about adding in like maybe the Canterbury Tales or like the um, Percival and the Holy Grail, something like that. That's like hmm. an epic of some kind, but it's not... Um, you, get a, you need to get some Eastern literature in there, you know? No, no. What? Okay. The Epic of Gilgamesh? More like the not-so-epic of Gilgamesh. I don't know. So, Patrick's being problematic about Gilgamesh. <laughs> as, as expected. Welcome to The Crunch, the only podcast whose safe browsing software got triggered when he Googled the word rotunda. It's your boy, Ethan. And I'm Patrick. <laughs> it just sounds like a like a not good word. That's not true. It kind of does. It rotunda. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of sounds like rotund, but that's because it, it is. It means round. Interesting. Yeah. Rotundra. Anyway, Come on was... down to the Toyota Thon and buy a Rotundra. The Toyota Rotundra. <laughs> it's just a round truck that we're selling. <laughs> What's going on in your life, Patrick? Um, not much. I went to. Uh, I've been thinking about the apotheosis of Washington again. I'm back on that. That's where. That's how we got to the Rotunda. That's how we got to the Rotunda. I went to. Um, I, I went to a writers group on Monday. I went to a seminar on Tuesday about John Paul II and labor. And like economic hmm. systems. When was John Paul II in labor? <laughs> uh, we're slowly but surely preparing for Baby Nevi, two K twenty two. It's very exciting. Very exciting. Very exciting indeed. The so, year yeah, of the boy. The year of the boy. We've been. That's what we've been doing. So, what have you been up to? What have I been up to? Let me think here. Not a lot. Not a lot. You didn't. A, uh, you didn't respond to my um my the thing that that guy said to me yesterday. I texted you immediately after it happened because I didn't know who else to tell. Oh, I sorry. I was busy. I was having a conversation with, uh, with a friend. A what what happened? Oh, you're looking gentleman? it up. Yeah, I'm looking it up. I was I was yeah. having a conversation with a friend and well an acquaintance, a classmate, and he said, "I just want to let you know." <laughs> I just want to let you know I'm resisting the temptation to judge you harshly or something like that. <laughs> yeah, what does that even mean? Like I just I, you texted that to me and I read it and I said I don't even know what that means and then I like put it down and that's how most of your texts go. Is I look at it and I'm like I'm not sure I'm supposed to respond to this so I'm just gonna wait until he I'm just gonna wait until the podcast. Yeah. No, I don't know. I I I made a um I made a comment. We were out we were out to dinner with my political philosophy class and I I mentioned I was like people <laughs> what. What? Just the the sentence. I was out to dinner with my political philosophy. I was out to dinner with my political philosophy class. Yeah, we we had we uh, the professor couldn't show up. We were discussing Marx. No, we weren't discussing Marx. 
we were discussing uh, uh, I said <laughs> we were di- we were discussing the reality of hell and two of the two of the guys were like really insistent on like no there's a lot of people in hell mm. and then he was like you he seem like, a little bit too excited about this yeah yeah he was he was like he was like you have to uh, you have to hold that people are in hell and I was like no I think there's a reasonable hope all men are saved and everyone looked at me and I was like somewhere Michael Voris just screamed mm-hmm. um, but uh, <laughs> and. Uh, Hell is for sure full of a whole bunch of people who are nothing like me. I promise. I promise. I promise. I promise. Nobody down. You go and find anybody who looks like me down there. <laughs> and uh, another guy was giving. He was very strongly defending the position that no, we can, we can, we can, not just reasonably, but like assert that there is no one in hell anymore. Whoa! I know. And I was anymore? like, more. Anymore, like there, like there were before. There's been like the so harrow- many promotions. Yeah, so his 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 position is essentially that the harrowing of hell happened and people were taken out of it. Hmm. Um, everyone. everyone, and I was like, okay, I'll, I'll listen to this. I was just sitting there listening. I'm like, I'd uh... anyway. So uh, he was like, a lot of politics in this philosophy. Yeah, right. And uh, well, uh, anyway. <laughs> This this individual was was um trying was just talking about like reading or listening to people in good faith because I kind of brought that up I was like look none of us here are trying to apostatize you know no one here is trying to mm-hmm. uh, uh, contradict Catholic doctrine as we understand it so let's just listen to each other in good faith we were ta- then we started talking about like listening to people in good faith and I was like yes uh, most people who listen to my podcast think I'm a flaming liberal. Because uh, one time I mentioned the preferential option for the poor, and that you know that just marks Sometimes your you. co-host thinks you're a flaming liberal. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think that's what prompted him to tell me that he was doing his best, or at least making a concerted effort to not judge me harshly, which I appreciated. I suppose, but I feel like it's one of those things like. Just do it and don't like talk imagine, about it. <laughs> like imagine, no, well, yes, but imagine if it was like any other temptation. Like you walk up to a girl, hey, just so you know, I'm trying really hard not to lust after you right Ooh, now. Oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> it's like, oh, this gets a little bit weirder. But it's the same thing, you know? I mean, it, sure, yes. Kind of. I roughly, feel like, yeah. Roughly, you know, hey, just walk up to your parents. Hey, just so you guys know, I'm totally resisting the, the need to disobey you guys right now. That's, <laughs> <laughs> no, see, I think that's fine. I think that's you, fine. You walk up to God. Hey, <laughs> I know it's the Lord's day. I just I'm, really, to let you I'm know. really thinking about not keeping the Sabbath right now. I was really thinking about, but it. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing I'm it. Not I'm not doing it. I'm doing it. <laughs> no, I think I think what he was trying to do was he was trying to let me know, like, hey, you know, like he was I, putting you on notice. He's <laughs> no, he's saying, like, look, I know you're having this problem where people think that you're a flaming liberal. I would hate that too. Just mm-hmm. letting you know, I'm not. I don't think that. Right. I'm I, thinking might, about. I, I'm, I'm thinking, thinking about, about it, it, but I'm not gonna do it. Here's, no, I appreciated it because it was a it was a moment of uh, brutal honesty. Like, hey, I'm I'm struggling with this. Sure. I want to let you know that I'm so fighting you know, against this. I am one sentence away from hating your guts, <laughs> but I just thought you should know that, and just know that I'm trying. But you say the wrong thing. See ya. My first instinct was to be offended, but the more I more he talked, I was like, no, nah, you know what? I like this. Yeah. More people should say this to each other, except for the lust thing. Don't walk up to people. Don't walk. It. Don't do that. That was that's not. That's, that's not a good. bad example. That's a, it's a great yeah. example of what not to do, but it's a good example. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry that that happened to you. Uh, I I don't have anything. I, I mean, I have a lot going on. We we basically did like a like a come and see weekend for people discerning living in our community last weekend. No way. <laughs> which was kind of cool. 
it it wasn't like branded as that, but it ended up being that. Yeah, um, there were a couple of two couples who one we met at Seek and another one was like their friends and they came down for the weekend and we like hung out and we had a brunch and we did all sorts of things. Um, so that was really cool. Other than that, man, I'm just trying to like work. I'm trying to love yeah. my wife and I'm trying to go to bed on time. <laughs> <laughs> just usually I'm, I'm like, I get two out of the three. You know? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I, I feel like I'm just kind of in the season, especially like February, like the end of February. It would be, I would be fine if Lent had started like two weeks ago because I, I strongly believe that the end of February should always be in Lent because the end of February is the worst bar, bar none, the worst time of year. I hate February. Lent is like quite literally in a week though. So like, I know, I know, I know, but it starts in March and it's like March to me is like, Oh, the sun is out to March show. Like, yeah. <laughs> If this feels like spring and like it, I feel okay being bummed during Lent because it's like I know this is a penitential time I just need to suffer but here I am living it up ordinary time and it sucks outside and so yes. that I just don't like that this is why we got a pre-game Lent that's what I've been doing did you see me just drink that glass of orange juice who boy who oh boy this is oh well, my tummy's all acidic now well, yes yeah, so this I'm is why it. no this I'm is why we got a sugar gotta, crash in an hour this is why we got to bring back Septuagisma. Mm-hmm. The seventy days before Lent. I don't know if before that's what Easter it is. or whatever. The seventy, 70 days <laughs> we celebrate seventy days before Lent. We start celebrating Lent in, in Advent. Yes. <laughs> the Septuagisma is a uh, what is it? It just basically gives you time to like prepare for Lent. Yeah, functionally, I treat everything. I mean, so the octave of Christmas ends, right? Sure. And you kind of have the Christmas season, then the Christmas season ends, and you kind of just have this like hangover period from Christmas. No, here's what you have. Like, here's what you have after Christmas. You have yeah. everyone talking about how Christmas isn't over yet until February second, and then it's yeah. done. Yes. People are like, actually, Christmas doesn't end until the octave's over. Actually, Christmas doesn't end until the feast of the Epiphany. Actually, Christmas doesn't end until the feast of uh, until the feast of Candlemas. And then everyone's like, oh shoot, I forgot to think of what I'm doing for Lent. I kept my tree up Crap. until the second. I'll I'll say it. We did it. Yeah. Uh, and now you just have like between the second of February and whenever Ash Wednesday is yeah. to just kind of like, I don't know. Cause you, you're, 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 you're just living normally. And that's how I feel right now. I feel like I'm just living normally and there's like nothing really going on. Some might call it ordinary. It, it really is ordinary because there's nothing happening outside. There's no outside things. Uh, there's very few inside things. <laughs> it's here <laughs> in this weird limbo in between inside and outside. I do. I feel I'm constantly standing on the threshold <laughs> sure. of activity. Um, so that's kind of where I am. I don't know if anybody else feels this. I don't know if anybody else has this strong distaste mm-hmm. for the end of February. Um, but that's how I feel. So. Sure. I, I think, I think doing, doing Exodus has helped me with yeah. the end of February. I like, I like Cause Exodus. then the entire first three months of the year, you just get to be miserable. Yeah, exactly. And it's not instead it's, of just from great. Ash Wednesday to, to Lent. No, I, my, my favorite part of Exodus 90 is the fasting. I might keep this going. Really? Yeah. What so what about the fasting has been good for you? Well, the days that I'm the days that I fasted are more prayerful generally and nice. also they're more purgative in the sense that I get angrier quicker and oh. I'm able to like see the things that I'm able to see my faults more clearly cuz I'm like I'm um, becoming very impatient. Um yeah. There's something incredibly beautiful about 
like when you're when you're on a fast and it's like you hit hour you know 36 and you have like another 12 hours to go and then you're just like your your stomach is empty but like you're not starving and like your mind is clear and like you're a little bit tired but it's not like debilitating you yeah. know yeah it's like man it's and it's just so much easier to just like live peacefully in that mm-hmm. place mm-hmm. but it's just getting to that point it's just so hard. It's really hard, yeah. <laughs> so I'm I'm looking forward to doing a couple like longer, forty eight hour fasts this Lent, just because I've done them a couple times and it's just I do on a regular basis. I do like short twenty four hour fasts, which are not that difficult. You know, it's just like dinner to dinner and you're you're good to go. Mm-hmm. Um, Those are very difficult for me. Really? Yes. Oh, very much. Interesting. Very hard. Yeah. Well, I guess I've I've been doing them like once a week for the past. Like a long time. Yeah. So, and so that, that makes sense. I am a very large guy who usually eats constantly. And so it was hard for me at first, mm-hmm. but now it's it's easier. It's just a mental thing. Like you just have to do it a couple of times and be like, oh, I actually, if I just drink enough water and I like keep keep busy, I'll be all right. Yeah. That's, that's been the main thing for me. I think I want to, I want to get to the point uh, I want to be, uh, I don't know. The, the, the thing that's been nice is that the hunger, the hunger pain, I used to think that, um, fasting helped you or abstinence, I guess you should say was oh. to like make something, not that kind of abstinence, you nasty, um, <laughs> rotunda, <laughs> the, abstaining from abstaining from a specific kind of food or abstaining mm-hmm. from a specific kind of activity. Mm-hmm. I used to think it's like, Oh, you know, you're making something you're like resisting something that's not necessarily a sin. It's kind of like shadow boxing where it's like eating a chocolate bar isn't a sin, but you're making it, you're making it off limits so that you can practice being tempted and not falling into sin. I used to think that's what fasting is. No, 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 no. I think fasting is, fasting has been teaching me how to suffer mm. and recognizing like, this is not forever. Like this is yes. like this hunger pain that I'm feeling mm-hmm. is going to go away. Mm-hmm. And it's not a problem, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. and it's helped on non-fasting days too, specifically because in Exodus, you can't snack in between meals, which mm-hmm. is like a, which I found is like a really, that's a really not specific rule. <laughs> it's just not specific enough for me. What do you mean? I mean, it's like, okay, you can't so eat anything between meals, Patrick. Yeah. But when does the meal end even <laughs> when it's finished? Sure. When I did Exodus 90, I would just, I would eat for like 45 minutes. Okay. <laughs> just eat for 40. You see, that, that's the thing is like eating that's for 45 minutes. Yeah. Or no, I would just eat like my meal and I'd be like, well, frick, I'm going to be hungry in a couple hours. So I would like make two pieces of bread. Exactly. Like butter and jam, Exactly. And I would eat those and I'd be like, man, I still have a bowl of cereal. It's like, all right, I should be good until dinner. <laughs> it is the most, it is the most, it's like, it's like one of the, one of the most deceptive ones because you're like. Unnecessary internet usage is another one that just is is very unclear, and you kind of have to like. What do you mean? It, well, I mean, it's like there's these there's these things that are like there's things that are like kind of unnecessary, you know, like, like what, like, like what? looking up reviews for the hotel that we're going to visit is technically oh. not necessary. No, that's that you don't need to be over scrupulous. Are you doing it as a distraction and as a time waster, or yeah, are you sure. doing it because you need the utility to? achieve some kind of end yes but that is not what it says <laughs> okay but i'm telling you what it means <laughs> anyway 
Anyway, like is looking is like if I'm if I'm researching and I'm I'm looking something up that I find interesting that I want to yeah. I want I'm looking up something to read you know I want to I want to yes. read this article this yes. is a good one this article that I the subscription the articles that I subscribe to are those unnecessary no they certainly would, are unnecessary okay well in that case everything is unnecessary so you can't you can't but you can't live that way you don't need clothes you don't need clothes patrick even it's unnecessary you can live without clothes why don't you just walk around naked all the time i just want to know if it's necessary on the ground in front of your house because you don't need a toilet you freaking lunatic right you have to be reasonable (laughs) i just want to know if it's necessary propter melius or sine qua non that's just what i I want them to say nobody cares about those what you're saying if you want to read the articles because you want to write things that make money for your family or because it's interesting to you, read the articles. But if you think that it's going to tempt you unnecessarily, don't read them. And I shouldn't have to work for Exodus 90 to say that kind of stuff to you. You should be able to use your big brain with your big degree that you got <laughs> to van down by the yourself. river. <laughs> I'm Matt Foley and I am a motivational speaker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired with these people nitpicking the rules because it's about a relationship. It's not about what it says in the document. Yeah. You know? You're That's right. All. You're right. I'm done. I'm so glad that my wife's not home because I wouldn't be able to do that otherwise. <laughs> be like, are you okay? Are you not friends with Patrick anymore? <laughs> uh, That's just, so funny. Yeah, well, I meant every word. <laughs> no, you're so right. I mean, it's it's Thank like you. I, one of the one of the guys that I was talking to uh, during Exodus was like he was talking about his motivation for doing Exodus was like he's like I heard myself like I was just thinking I was like if you can't do this you're if you can't do this you're weak and I was like no 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 that might be that that might be a great motivating factor for like the first two weeks. Mm-hmm. That'll make you feel real good because you're like, I'm what, so strong. What do you do when you realize that you actually are weak? <laughs> there it is. Yeah. No. If, uh, Exodus is tough. It is. It's really hard. Because you, you get to the point where you're like, why can't I order a beer with dinner? I'm not mm-hmm. an alcoholic. You know, I don't need mm-hmm. this one. And it's like, yeah. It's something that I'm I'm excited to do. Maybe next year. I just, I'm of this opinion that like as little, like I want to be, I want to be a steady ship the first year of my marriage, you know, like I want to, I want everything to be making sense. Exodus would have just thrown off everything, you know? Yes. And so maybe next year it would make a lot of sense because it's, it's, and people just think it's like, oh, if, if you can't, you know, if you can't do this and you're so small and you're so weak, it's like your life determines the level to which you can engage in stuff like that. Yes. College students, you can do Exodus 90 for the most part. Yeah. People who are like engaged or like recently married or maybe just had your first kid or about to have, you know, like, yeah, that's, it's not really the time, you yeah. know? Uh, we, Phoebe and I were actually talking about it and she Let's was like. Let's hope the nut comes after Easter. The peanut? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, your, yeah, yeah. Your child, yeah. Is that <laughs> not what we're, what we're calling? Was, I was like, I was like, is this a, is this a, a, a metaphor that I'm not, um, <laughs> Let's crack this nut. And by that, I mean, let's give birth. <laughs> let's have this baby. No, Phoebe and I were talking about it. And she was like, Patrick, um, I don't actually think that you should fast when we get closer to the baby. And I was like, that's actually probably a good point. Yeah. Because if we go into labor and our labor is longer, you know, if I've, if I've been fasting for a day and we go mm-hmm. into labor, it's like, uh-oh, <laughs> Patrick's yeah. going to pass out. 
I'm I'm gonna pass out if my blood sugar is is the tippy top. But I told her. But I told her any like, sight of blood will take me out. Any sight of blood. Any sight of blood. Really? I can watch anything in like a film. Oh, okay. But like in real life, I'm gone, man. Oof. See ya. That sucks. I know. So like you get a little cut, little boo boo. I get a little cut, little boo boo. I look at it and I'm I'm horizontal, <laughs> just inst- <laughs> instantly. Um, oh man! So you ready to start this episode? I yeah. Welcome to the Crunch. It's the only podcast that is <laughs> having trouble with a lot of things right now. Do you want to get to our first segment, Pittsburgh news? I'm so angry that this is continued. <laughs> is why would it not continue? We don't have to do it if you don't want to. No, no, no. no. Keep going. I want to hear. I want to hear what's going on in my beautiful city. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Pittsburgh News, the only segment that is that cares about what's happening in the second largest metropolitan area in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Patrick, we got some news for you today. Okay, what's our news? <clears throat> this is from Pittsburgh's Action News 4. There's Did you know Oh, I'm seeing this right now on the website. There's one severe weather alert. Are you safe up there? You don't Is everything okay? I do not know about the severe weather alert, but I'll look it up. Okay. Family from Pittsburgh spreading awareness after beloved dog dies of suffocation from chip bag. Oh man. <laughs> a family from Pittsburgh who now lives in Florida. So this is really This is real connected, yeah. Close to home. Family from Pittsburgh that now lives in Florida is sharing their story after losing their beloved family dog because of something that many people have in their homes and sometimes leave out. I love chocolate labs. They are my absolute favorite, Holly Best said. I think she means were my absolute favorite. Oh, no, (laughs) Ethan. (laughs) The whole family quickly fell in love with their new puppy, Scout, when Holly and Brian Best brought him home. My dog's name is Scout. No. (laughs) He was always so sweet to everyone, 14-year-old Cece Best said. They interviewed the kids. (laughs) So what was your dog like? How do you you feel about your dead dog? (laughs) I know this is really hard for you, Rebecca, age age seven, but could you can we just get a quote from Can the we just need to get a quote from Rebecca? <laughs> Months after falling in love with Scout, the family said something tragic happened. I was in disbelief. I still am in disbelief that it happened. We thought we did everything right, Holly Best said. The incident <laughs> This is tragic. I mean I know what happened. The incident happened after the family fell asleep on New Year's Eve. <laughs> Welcome to twenty twenty two. Oh man. <laughs> We never thought twice about leaving a bag of potato chips out, Brian Best said. Brian Best said he woke up to find their dog, Scout, had a bag of chips over his head. <laughs> Waiter. <laughs> the image of this dog. Uh, someone, uh, sorry. Rebecca, Rebecca, tw- 12 years from now, is like waiting at a table at a restaurant. And someone goes, oh, Waiter, there's a fly in my soup. And she goes, wait till I tell you about what I found in my chip bag. <laughs> Hey, these are chips. <laughs> it's a puppy? That's not yes. funny. Oh, man. Right. <clears throat> he was laying on the ground, motionless, Brian Best said. He's stuck in a potato chip bag. No. When he came into the room, he was in a full-fledged panic attack. And at first, he told me Scout died. And I'm thinking, how? He's in the house, Holly Best said. Scout had suffocated. I was just speechless after it. And when I told my friends, I said Scott passed away in a bag of chips. <laughs> he died. He died as he lived. He died as he lived. <laughs> in a bag of chips. <laughs> Frito Lay needs to take advantage of this as a huge marketing opportunity. Oh. You could be like Scout. 
getting a, getting one of our bags of chips. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, this poor 12-year-old. All right. It was heartbreaking because we didn't expect it. He was perfectly fine the night before, CeCe Best said. Man, I was this, more concerned. Lay's is really getting experimental with their chip flavor. <laughs> All these flavors. It's chocolate flavor. Chocolate, whoa. Chocolate lab. <laughs> oh, man. I was more concerned about him choking on a dog treat or a rawhide, but not in a million years did I think a chip bag, Holly said. The family was desperate for answers, and after a Google search, why is my dog dead? <laughs> What do you mean a Google search? Just answers right there on the ground, <laughs> motionless. It's your dead dog. Oh man. Okay, so it's, after, not, like, it's not like there's some chemical in. It's chip like what bags. could have? What on earth? Palm oil, right? <laughs> you got to you got to give the people your uh, seed oil conspiracy. I know that might be the topic today. It's not a conspiracy. It's true. Um, the family was desperate for answers, and after a Google search, Holly Best found a website called, quote, Prevent Pet Suffocation, that a woman named Bonnie Harlan created during her time of grief. Over and over again, people say to me, I've never heard of this, and I had no idea until it happened to me, said Bonnie Harlan, who lost a dog to suffocation. The same thing that happened to Scout happened to Bonnie's rescue dog, Blue, back in 2011 in Texas. A chip bag? <laughs> From afar, I could see he had a Cheetos chip bag over his head. <laughs> <laughs> was it puffs or, or crunchy over his head and he wasn't moving and in that brief second i just knew he had suffocated in this chip bag harlan said bonnie's vet quickly rushed over to her house and of course i was hysterical and crying and he said you know bonnie i could have warned you about a hundred things and a chip bag wouldn't have been on the list he had never heard of it either the best family said their veterinarian also hadn't heard about snack bags being a danger to dogs or other animals it creates a vacuum seal around their neck, and as they continue to breathe, the vacuum-like seal gets tighter, Holly Best said. Oh, that makes sense. What did you think was happening? No, I was like, I was like, well, just get out of the bag, but they're panicking. <laughs> That's what's happening. They're panicking, and they can't, yeah. they don't have thumbs, and so it's really <laughs> hard for them to get the bag off. Yeah, I was like, I was like, dogs get their heads stuck in buckets all the time. That's not a big deal. Um, they need to stop feeding Scooby those Scooby snacks. Bonnie Harlan now uses her website to help educate pet families and show the images of no. some of the fifteen. I think maybe it was like like in memoriam, like this is the dog went in life, rather than just like hundreds of pictures of dogs with different chip bags. It's like the heads. Oscars dogs we lost to chip bags, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just Scout. Yes, Blue, Blue. Ugh. Okay. Ironically, this one's name was Frito. <laughs> Man, we really shouldn't have named this dog Salt and Vinegar. That was just a really bad name for this dog. Um, As a mom, you're guilt-ridden because your job is to protect your babies, and the dogs are included in our case. Now the goal is to help spread awareness. Whether we save one dog or 100,000 dogs. Oh, gosh. Those are the options. <laughs> Sorry. The family is now fighting to do so in Scott's, Scout's honor. There are several things people can do to make their home safer to avoid a pet tragedy like this. Don't leave food out. That's my favorite genre of Shakespeare play, pet tragedy. Uh, <laughs> including dumping all of your chips into containers, cutting up the chip bags into tiny pieces before throwing them like an old check. Like, you're just <laughs> supposed to... <laughs> but they're throwing them away and learning helpful tips like pet CPR. On a happier note... The best family said they have adopted a new dog for their home. So they just moved on pretty quick. Like wait till they died. wait till you hear what they found out about Pringles cans. <laughs> <laughs> this dog died choking Jan, on a Pringles can. Jan 1, 2022. Oh my gosh. And they have already adopted a new dog 
but they're they're distressed enough to report on it to the news. I just don't something about it. This is um. Way. This might have been an inside job. <laughs> what was that guy doing was, after his 11th story visit? Coincidentally, they had recently taken out an insurance policy for $1 million on this dog. <laughs> oh, man. No, no, no. So it's, you can go to pre- HTTPS colon backslash backslash preventpetsuffocation.com just so that you can be aware at home of, of what is happening. Um, and I want to I speak to the, uh, to the chocolate lab in the room. Um, the, a lot of times people, I see, I like read things online very often and it seems like people are way more upset when like there's a dog that's dead than like a person. Oh, you know? de- definitely. Yeah. Hold on. I want to, I want to, before we move on to something serious, okay, I want to make yeah. another, I want to make another observation. Please. First of all, cats get stuck in plastic bags all the time. Yes. Uh, totally. Fine. No one cares if a cat dies. <laughs> well, that's true. But, uh, <laughs> wait, what did you find? Oh. Second? <laughs> This website has a petition to Frito-Lay. Frito-Lay, add pet suffocation warning labels to your chip bags. Dogs cannot read. Dogs will not be able to understand what you have written on the bag. (laughs) No, no, no. That's what I was going to say. That's what I was going to say is like they have these. They have. I, I was wondering why. Oh on it, it says like on every uh, having a baby don't know if you heard about that so c- when you have a baby you buy a bunch of things and things come wrapped in plastic and on everything that's plastic yes. it says this is not a toy do not give to baby and i'm like phoebe we should this this i, I, I jokingly <laughs> did i like i picked uh-huh. up the mattress bag i was like phoebe this might be a fun little uh a fun little toy <laughs> oh right oh never mind i didn't I, I was gonna stick our son in this and like wrap him up and like swing him around over my head like a little yeah like a little festival ride but you know what that that has changed my mind but you know what maybe it is important to put on bags hey these can kill you (laughs) yeah maybe um but that's i mean that's true for every bag you know like this isn't it this isn't specific to see i i thought i thought this was a universally understood thing what that like if you put your head in a bag you could (laughs) suffocate and die yeah so i (laughs) so i assume that they would just naturally say well and if we just let's just let's just connect that to dogs like you know what dogs do they're looking for food Mm -hmm. you know it's like, ah, oh, darn, we shouldn't have let this bag out on the floor right in front of our dog's kennel. You know what I mean? And like, would it probably, well, it was probably a small little bag, right? It wasn't like one of those big ones. I don't know. It could have, it was, it was New Year's Eve. So maybe they had the, the, the family, family size. size party bag. Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah. Or maybe family, they're, maybe they're one of those. Family less one. Or maybe, ooh, ooh, or maybe they're, they're one of those really wealthy families that can afford those snack size bags. They just go through them. Oh, maybe. But I don't think if it was a snack size bag, I don't think the dog could die because it's, the head is too big. No, no, no. Well, but the little snout, and then they're freaking out. You know but then I mean? they have a they have a mouth. They could breathe in through the sides of their mouth. You see what? Not I mean? if the mouth is completely covered. You by think the there's bag. A, there's a chip bag that is that is perfectly situated to <laughs> to suffocate any size dog. Frito's lace like pumping out the bags. That's not big enough. We need a bigger bag to, 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 to kill the Great Dane. <laughs> Um, we gotta make sure those. What are those dogs this, that have really long snouts? Like are are, are, are like the, obscenely long? Oh, the the frick! I know exactly which ones you're talking about. Those dogs are impervious. There's <laughs> nothing can kill me. <laughs> I one time like I jumped in. Yeah, I yeah. This dog. This dog's basically got like a friggin' snorkel for a snout. You know, a oh. borzoi. I'm pretty sure that's a fake word. Borzoi. Long snoot. 
Yeah, it's uh, it, Borzoi, a breed of hound dog developed in Russia to pursue wolves. It is descended from the Arabian <laughs> Greyhound. Um, it's a graceful, strong, and swift dog. It is known for its elegant appearance and is massive, it? massive yeah, nose. Yeah, that's what it's known for. It was yeah. bred to pursue wolves because wolves just see that gigantic snout and they immediately they're surrender. Like, they're like, unconditionally frick. surrender. The wolves, the wolves who have declared war on the dogs, all they have is chip bags. <laughs> and so when the Borzois come to hunt them, they're like, "Frick, this is a, we, sh- we should have we should have diversified our weapons. <laughs> Just, we only got. We the should one. have invested in 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 baby mattress plastic wrap covers." <laughs> I know. This is the, so Pringles can ironically would work for this dog because it just. Would- <laughs> Right on there, but the, but you wouldn't have the the vacuum seal. That That's you do true. With the, yeah, yeah. A, so, a thing, a fun, a fun joke that I like to play on my dog Scout is I like to take a sock and put it directly over his little snout. That's pretty funny. It's very funny. He gets very confused that he tries to take it off. He can take it off and he can breathe. So it's fine. this position to Frito Lay, in case this strikes you, it only needs about four thousand more signatures to get to fifty thousand, and then it will become one of the top signed petitions on Change.org, which will force. The dog-hating Frito-Lay company. It'll finally knock off our our position as the number one signed petition on Change.org to get us Which verified what, on Twitter. To verify us on Twitter? Yeah. yeah. Um, it's going to be really yeah. hard to verify you on Twitter now. There's all kinds of information on this website. They have infographics. Uh, oh, Patrick, should I... I'm going to click the memorial photos page. No. Please tell me they didn't take a picture of their dead dog. That would be... Honestly, I would lose my mind. Oh no, it's nice. These are like nice pictures. There's a couple cats in here that have died. Wow. All kinds. All kinds of dogs. Warning. Bags are bad for breathing. Yeah. Man. This one looks like wow. So if you want to just look at a bunch of dogs that used to be alive, you can go to preventpetsuffocation.com <laughs> slash memorial hyphen photos. You can donate. Um, I don't know why they need donations. And if you want to handle the stray cat situation in behind your apartment, just leave some chip bags. <laughs> just out. leave some chip bags out. This is, we need to pivot this to a positive, right? Like how many, <laughs> how many pests are out there? We're wasting money on exterminators. We're wasting money on traps. Yeah, we could just be we could just be buying I chips, eating of, the chips. Yeah, and leaving the bags around the yard. I got a bunch of box elder bugs in my apartment. Maybe if I just leave chip bags out, they'll suffocate. I don't know what those are, but I don't like them. They're kind of gross, but I think they're kind of cute too. Hey. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. Um, I watched a film recently. I, I talked about this in the movie Nook channel. Sure. On our, Called uh, Drive. Yeah. As, or as we should call it, the movie Jacuzzi, which is a way better idea. But we didn't call it that. We didn't call it that, unfortunately. No, not called Drive. It. it was called The Lobster. I've right? never heard of this movie. It's. I'm going to repeat my what I said in the in the Discord. I recommend it if you like movies and you watch a lot of movies and you can deal with like weird dialogue and like weird pacing and like satire. If you don't really watch a ton of movies, I don't recommend this movie because it's very off putting in a lot of places. So. The movie Drive a, was very off putting. Movie, movie Drive was very off putting. I did not expect. I did not expect to be that movie what it was, but I, I enjoyed it overall. I thought it was good. But this movie, The Lobster, basically it's like a dystopian future, kind of like a what if, where if you are found without a, a husband or a wife, then you get sent to this like hotel, basically. And if you don't find a mate in 45 days, they turn you into an animal. And <laughs> this guy's brother is a dog 
and he he's like he's there for like forty days. He can't find anyone. He can't sure. find anybody. Uh, so this guy, there's this woman who's extremely heartless. And like that's her defining characteristic that she just hates everybody and everything. My favorite thing about people is that they all have one defining characteristic. <laughs> yes, it's yeah, but she is heartless and she like pretend she like fakes her own death in the hot tub when he's sitting next to her and he doesn't save her because he's like wants her to think that he's heartless so that he doesn't get turned into an animal and so that's how they link up but then she kills his brother who had been turned into a dog and like on all of the reviews that i read for with this movie, a chip bag with not with a chip with her foot she just kicks the dog to death oh geez um, which is pretty crazy but like in all the reviews people were like don't recommend animal abuse like can't believe that this this movie existed like i had to st- i had to turn it off when i saw the the dead dog and i'm like what like it it really like okay maybe it was like yeah it was a little uncomfortable to like see the dead dog there but it's a dog and it's a film yeah it's you know? not real it's not it's not real that you could probably like pause that and look at that scene for a while and realize that that is just like a stuffed dog with fake blood <laughs> yeah you know uh so it just was that was very that's kind of interesting that this uh, article I found it at the same time that like I had just seen that movie and read all of the, like it was not one it was like many many people saying never watch this movie it's awful you know because there's a dead dog in it because like, that dead just dog in it. Yeah. that just seems a little bit too uh it's kind of like how when people rate hotels they're like I found a stink bug one star <laughs> one star I think that's a little bit different <laughs> cockroaches in my bed Three stars. No, I found a stink bug. Like I, I, I was, I was on uh, reviews for a hotel in Ohio. It was perfectly fine, and someone was like, "I found a stink bug in my room." One mm. star. It's like, okay, you found a stink bug in your room in May in, o- in Ohio. That that happens. Are there stink- are there a lot of stink bugs up in your region, up in the in the Rust Belt? Oh, if you've never seen a stink bug, I guess they're not that crazy. You I don't can know pick anything them up. about stink bugs. Are they? Does their they, name reveal anything about their character? They look like they don't walk around just like farting. If that's what you're asking, hmm. they just look like little tiny leaves, and they 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 kind of fly. And if you pick them up, you can pick them up and just throw them outside. My dorm used to have them. They're not that bad. They look scary, but they're not that bad. Ethan's looking up stink bugs. Uh, no, I was looking up um, who uh, which presidential candidate the state of Ohio <laughs> uh, went for in the 2020 election. And it looks like uh, that place is full of stink bugs because they hey. voted for Donald Trump. <laughs> what bit are you doing? I was going to do that bit regardless of who won. So. I know you were, but <laughs> <laughs> just, I'm sorry. I need no, to. No, no, my... it would have been funny. Like I, I just looked up who Ohio went for in the 1886 <laughs> presidential election. And it turns out that state is full of stink bugs because they went for they went for uh, 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 who James Tippecanoe Taylor. Who's, who's the president? 1886, Patrick. <laughs> I don't know. Brother Hayes. That's a good guess, president. <laughs> <laughs> because these assholes went for Grover Cleveland just because he was named after the city. Don't they know that he had problematic policies? The, uh, uh, they, these, 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 these idiots went for Chester A. Arthur. I don't think there was a presidential election in 1886. <laughs> I like Pittsburgh news. I think this we could do this segment for a long time because there's always something wacky and zany happening in Pittsburgh. That's true. So you ever, you, ever, point, uh, you want to get rid of it. You just let me know. But there's, I'm not, there's always I'm something not wacky and zany. Like people putting coleslaw and French fries on a sandwich. That's what? Yeah, that's a thing. What are you talking about? Permanis. You ever have permanis? What is that? What is that word? Permanis is a restaurant. It opened in the strip district. I'll take you there when you isn't, come up. Isn't that guy a philosopher? Oh, no, that's Parmenides. It's a different <laughs> guy. Sure. Parmenides. No. Okay. Um, 
I almost got him. I almost got him with a spit take. If I had waited a couple of seconds later. Man. <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of that, my uh, one of my good friends, he just started as a firefighter. And like you kind of get hazed a little bit when you start sure. as a firefighter. Like they make you clean stuff and they like play jokes on you and all these things. And <laughs> like they uh, start fires in your trash. They start fires and they're like they hide the hose. So oh, the, whole, the, whole. the whole station burns down. It's, There's it's a little crazy. joke. It's, <laughs> <laughs> um but he he kinda got him back a little bit because he there's like a grocery list for the station, you know? Sure. And he put up on the grocery list, he said he put Bofa. <laughs> <laughs> and the station chief said, Hey, looking at the grocery list, what's Bofa? <laughs> <laughs> he got him so that's good. That's really funny. He got him. It's like, man, that's it's amazing when you when you get to meet the rare rare person that has not heard of the the Bofa. So I um I thought of the I, I thought about this really fun bit where you go to a you're like, hi, I'll take a I'll take a a, a twelve inch meatball sub, please. And they go, sir, this is a this is a, a firehouse. But you're like actually at a firehouse. Like a firehouse subs? Yeah, but you're like actually at a firehouse and you're like, they're like, this is or this is not a firehouse subs, this is a firehouse. And you go, oh, but can I still have my sub? <laughs> <laughs> I thought I we drove past a firehouse, the other, a firehouse, like actual yeah. fire station. And I thought that was very funny. So I started laughing. I think it'd be good to walk into a firehouse subs and be like, hey, we got a five alarm going on down across <laughs> the, what are you guys, what are you guys going to do about it? What are you guys going to do about it? Uh, so... You walk, do you have Picklemans up there? Or is that just like something down here? I don't know. I think that's You like walk there. into the Picklemans be like, oh, we got a pickle emergency going on over there. We got a pickle emergency. They're just making sandwiches. There's a there's sandwiches. a pickle festival in Pittsburgh. Is there really? It's called Pickleburg. When is it happening? I don't know. Speaking of festivals in Pittsburgh, I'm going to be coming up for the New Polity Conference in June. Please come. I'm very excited. I have not bought my tickets or anything Hey, if yet. enough of you guys come, we'll do a live show. I already talked to someone about it. Yes. Someone whose name may or may not rhyme with... <sighs> <laughs> yes, I already talked to somebody about a, a location where we can do a live show. And so if you come up to the New Polity Conference, we will do a live show that does not conflict with the conference. Because I, I think it actually would thing. be really cool if there was us and then a couple of like listeners who came and uh, we all got to enjoy the, the conference together. That'd be sick. When you got a problem with Grover Cleveland, he's going to be your president. And when you find Twice. out how to leave him then you'll be more content there you crunch go. on that amazing that was really <laughs> thank good thank you that felt I like it went on for three hours but go on i'm so, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry yeah, okay. my favorite part about this podcast is that we we've podcasted for one hour and five minutes and we're just now getting to the topic yeah i definitely have to leave at five so this is a problem <laughs> we can, well we can just we can talk we can how about this we just skip the topic the topic today is pittsburgh news and dr ethan's dating corner man people would be so upset <laughs> you think so if we i just, don't know i don't know either we can talk about Lent for a little bit just to give him a little bit of meat right yeah sure and then we'll talk about this for five minutes and we'll do dr ethan's dating corner okay cool cool <laughs> <laughs> i think the the best way to approach Lent, so this kind of is just combined with a lot of things I've been thinking about, but I think Lent is really good and obviously really important, but I think we get so, so wrapped up in everything, like Exodus 90 and like all the, like I was yelling at you earlier 
but I was like kind of serious because because what is the Christian life about, right? It's about relationship. Yes. It's about like being being deeply deeply in love with with Jesus and allowing him to love you and like and then loving other people just, too. Yes. But yeah. and the, but loving other people as a as a as an overflow of the love that you're receiving from God. Indeed. It's like really like if you think about it, right? Like think about a woman. Think about your wife, right? Like I often she, do. Indeed. Like she didn't just sit there and like go, you know, just like think really hard and like conceive a child. You know what I mean? Like yeah. She had to be receptive, you know, and it's like that receptivity and like not any action or effort that like creates life in the womb. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like 100% receptivity, which leads to 100% fruitfulness. Yes. And a lot of times we like f- frame like love as like, oh, it's kind of passive and it's kind of active. Um, but really it's just like, man, I think it's, it's 100%, 100% both. It's well, I think it's just 100% receptive and like any active parts of charity are fruits of the receptive, you know? Okay. Cause like God first loves us. You see what I mean? Yes, I see. And so you like say these kinds of things and you're like, you really just need to like be, cause what happens is we like, we think like, okay, I need to, I need to be beloved by God. Right. Okay. Check. Now it's on to being holy and doing penance <laughs> and like growing in virtue. And it's like, yeah. no, no, like that's the whole thing is like sure. being loved by God and loving him and like being in a relationship with him. Mm-hmm. And so I just wonder like how would Lent be different if we approached it from that space rather than like, okay, yeah, I know I'm loved and I know like I got to grow in holiness, but like, what do I need to do? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Which is just like a, a totally different way than probably most of our priests and most people on social media are going to talk about it when it happens, you know, next week is, is like, all right, here's, Here's some things you can do to grow in your faith during Lent and not like asking people, what Hold is on, your, wait, instead of mm-hmm. what if, instead of giving something up, you took something on and then everyone's mind is blown and they just end up doing more things. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Cause all, but what if instead of fasting, you prayed, you feasted, um, you make a really good point because people frame it as like it's it's either here's some here's some actions you're going to take or here's some actions that you're going to take. Yes. You know, like Lent is basically just gets reduced down to how is your activity going to help you grow in holiness? Sure. And like, good it's gosh, <laughs> that is that is like a really awful way to look at it. Yeah. So I want to ask you the question and I want to ask me the question and it's okay to like not know the answer, but like the, it's like, what is your desire and like, what is your soul yearning for as you enter into Lent? Like, what do you really like want out of your relationship with God? Um, and then from that place, can we then like make some decisions about, you know, how we're going to enter into it more deeply? Yeah. I want to desire God more. That's kind of where I'm at. How? I don't what know, man. Mean? I, don't I don't know, know what, what that means. means. I don't know what it means either, but I want to. That's what. That's like I, I was reading. I was reading. Uh, I was reading Interior Castle the other day, and hey. and she was like, uh, "Do you want to know the difference? Do you want to know?" She's like, "Do you want to know the difference between you and me and the saints? It's like look at their look at them. 
that's what's different. It's just like look at look at the people. It was it was such a it was such like a, a a succinct like look at look at the Saints and you'll understand why you're not in the interior. You're not in the seventh mansions. It's I was like, that's um. That makes sense. It's like desire, yeah. like receptivity, includes a desire to receive, mm-hmm. and it's like the way that you. I think the way that you increase your receptivity is by like something that she says over and over again is like enlarge my heart like mm-hmm. de las dusty cormeum or something like that hmm. enlarge your heart enlarge your heart and it's like if you ever like if you ever like stretch pizza dough have you ever stretched pizza dough before no i'm not italian well me neither really but i've I w- stretched i've stretched a, a schwitz what i don't know what that is a is schwitz is a sauna <laughs> <laughs> i think i'm pretty sure Sorry. Uh, no, I haven't stretched anything. So, uh, like, when you I would when like you to be stretch, German, but I don't know how. <laughs> when, uh, when you stretch pizza dough, it's like you stretch it, and then it does get bigger, but it also kind of shrinks again. And then you got to stretch it again, and then it shrinks again. And then you stretch it again, and then it shrinks again. And so, like, these acts of stretching, it, it makes the pizza more receptive to the stuff you want to put on it, right? So, it's like you've spread the pizza out a little bit more. And you, you stretch it and it shrinks a little, stretch it and it shrinks a little. And so like the, the, the growth in holiness is not so much you becoming taller or like mm-hmm. you growing in any way. Cause there's really no difference. There's really no difference in matter in the pizza dough. The pizza dough is still the same amount of pizza dough. The difference is it's being stretched out so it can receive more. It's just it, the, the, the openness mm-hmm. is, is, is more and more. So you could look at that in a couple ways. I think you can look at that in like your heart is getting wider, but also like, you're getting rid of the blocks like you're getting like there's god is getting rid of the things that are obstructing you from receiving his love more that's that's kind of that's kind of what i've been thinking about i i read that and i was like yeah i don't desire god enough um i can't just like make myself desire him more because that's just not i can't really make myself desire something more than i do Mm -hmm. so i just keep asking him like hey help me help me desire you more and i think the living in such a way and like fasting i think has helped with that like i was talking about earlier where it's like yeah i really want food right now and it's like what if i wanted god as much you know what i mean like (laughs) what if i wanted god as much as i want food right now um what like at at, uh at like at like 12 o'clock today i was like i can't do this anymore like i i can't fast anymore and i was like well what if they what if at noon on every day i was like man i just can't be without god anymore what if that was the that what if that was the the default disposition of my soul, Ethan? That'd be pretty that'd be pretty sick. And also not desiring not de- and this is the other this is the other crazy thing. Not desiring God, not desiring the desire of God for its own sake, but desiring the desiring of God for God's sake. Mm. Because I, I don't need to desire God more because that's what holy people do. Exactly. It's I don't I I want to desire God more so that I don't desire sin as much it's like no 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 no. that's close Mm -hmm. but it's not that's not right i want to desire god more so i don't desire the things of the world as much okay Mm -hmm. no 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 no. i desire i want to desire god for his own sake i want to desire holiness because that's what brings me to god and i want god more than anything i think one 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 phrase that i've been i've been sharing with some of my friends is um like where do i find security that's that isn't god what things do i find security in because if we're really living the life that he asks us to live then then 
we, we, we would be like totally free and able to just trust that God is the only security that we need. Mm-hmm. Like we wouldn't, we wouldn't feel the need to try and like try to do something ourselves that we think that God can't do. But we do that all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, okay. And it, and it could be lots of different things. It could be something very simple and basic. Like I find security in my phone because I like to do that. Or Everybody, it could be you find security in your holy hour and you feel like as long as you're doing your exactly. holy hour, you're not, you're, you're perfect. Or yeah, or even something that's like obligated of you. Like if you find security in the fact that you go to mass once a week and you go to you confession once a year, like you hold to the precepts of the church and like that's your security, that's false, you know, which is hard because you say this and people are like, but it's good to do these things. Yeah, it is. You know, it it is is good. But like if you find your security in anything other than your relationship with God, you are building up a tower of Babel that's going to get torn down essentially. Like... And yeah. I do this all the time. Like I find a oh, lot yeah. of security in my, in my, uh, and I would be so bold as to say that you might join me in this, in my intelligence. Like I love the being fact smart. that I can like, I yeah. love being smart. I love the fact that I can like figure stuff out. I love the fact that I can like do puzzles faster than other people. I love the fact that I can like understand books that other people can't understand. You know, it's like, and that just that fills me right up. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, man, this is all I need. It's just like, if I could just learn more stuff and be able to talk about more things intelligibly, then there's nothing that I couldn't do. Yeah. You know? And, and it just like leads to this really terrible place of like arrogance and pride and, um, and like, yeah. I, and honestly, acedia in, in some places too. Sure. And so I'm just, or maybe it's my sense of humor or maybe it's anything, right? It could be a lot of different things that I find security in. Um, and I think that, and I say this in, in reference to Lent because it's like, what if we, like those were the questions that we asked ourselves before we entered into prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. And it wasn't like, what do I think I need to do in order to be holy? Because that's like, that's a good thing. But like holiness is like abstract, and like outside of a relationship with God. Like I don't think like when me and my wife are like having a great conversation or like we're enjoying each other's company or like we're doing I'm not thinking like, man, I'm being a really good husband right now. Like we are. She's being such a good wife. It's like, no, I'm just in the relationship. Yes. And I'm and I'm in like the fruit of that relationship is the beautiful things that come along with living with another person. You know, it's like you do something nice for her. She does something nice for you. Mm-hmm. You're, you're able to have like more interior like healing with things like all beautiful things can happen with a, with a relationship like that. But it's not like, and that's how it is with holiness. People are like, Oh, when I'm holy, I'll be able to like float and I'll be able to heal people and all these things. It's like, no, like no, like you read the writings of the saints. Like you read about like what Teresa of Avila wrote and it's like, she didn't write like, because I nailed my hair to the wall. Like I am actually like so holy now. And this is awesome. Like the old, she was obsessed. Yeah. She was singularly focused on union with God. Like, and that's her reality. That's John of the Cross's reality. That's Ignatius of Loyola's reality. That's like, that's where they lived. But like you read someone's biography about those people and they're like, yeah, he whipped himself and like he rolled around in, in the briars and like they did this and they did this. And it's, but, the, but we read those biographies and we think like, well, that's what I have to do now. You know, it's like that line of Teresa. It's like, well, I have to look at the saints. Well, like the saints did this. So like, I need to do that. It's like, no, they did that because of their relationship with God, because they were like completely consumed with love and trust. 
and then we like say that and people are like, well, that's like Protestant or like that doesn't really work because you can't just like not do anything, you know, like there's this really weird Catholic scrupulosity like thing that is obsessed with activity. We overcorrect yeah. sola fide. Yes. And we go, we, yeah. But it's not, it's not sola fide. It's like sola God. <laughs> Has anybody ever come up with that? Has anybody anyone ever, ever, ever thought about that? I always, so, I always, I never liked the fact there's five solas. You can't have five things that are alone anyway. Um, yes, I think something that we need to recognize is that idolatry of a holy thing is um, still idolatry. Still idolatry. And it's almost, <laughs> it's worse. Yes. It's like very, very bad. Um, and here's the thing that happens. I was thinking about this today. Um, to love a created thing more than the creator. I wrote this. I That, that article that I was telling you about earlier. Uh, to love a created thing more than the creator damages that creation. Loving a spouse as if they were as if they are God will eventually damage that marriage when it slowly becomes apparent that that spouse cannot fulfill you, and then you take it out on them. Um, similarly, if you uh, if you love your prayer life more than you love God, it will eventually not fulfill you um, because you're seeking God, you're seeking the fulfillment of God in your prayer life specifically, the routine of your prayer life, whatever. And it will not fulfill you, and then you will hate it, you will despise it, and you will abandon it, and then that's yes. that's really, really, really bad because now you're not praying, yes. or yeah, it, or like or you're, and it's not like you're, it's not like you you're idolatizing the mass, you're idolatizing, idolatizing, whatever, uh, going to mass, idolizing. Might idolizing. I propose idolizing? Might I propose idolizing? Yes. Uh, you're idolizing going to the mass. You're not really idolizing the mass. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're not you're not idolizing that 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 thing that Brother Casey got in trouble for a while back, where he was like, "Would we idolize the Eucharist?" And people were like, "That that's dumb, uh, you can't." And he's like, "And I what he was trying to say was, are we idolizing going to adoration or the Steubenville adoration experience?" And I think maybe mm-hmm. a little bit. I think that's a. It's really easy to point out, like Trad's ideology of the liturgy. Or not ideology, Trad's idolization of the liturgy or uh, Charismatic's idolization of praise and worship or this, that, or the other liturgical thing. Sure. Um, Or like your grandma's idolizing of the priest or whatever. Like it's easy to point those things out. It's way harder to point out the fact that like we idolize like the things that are normal and expected of us. It's harder to point out the idolatry in yourself. It's hard to point out the idolatry in yourself, especially when it when the thing that you're idolizing is the right thing to do. But like that, that is like the worst place to be in, kind of in a lot of ways. If because it's not it's, Jesus Christ, don't worship it. I mean, yes, it's like we it's because yeah. it's because it's so much more pernicious. Like it's so easy to see like someone who's obsessed with like fornicating and drugs and all that stuff. Like they know it's destroying them. Like yeah. they can sense it. They feel it. You know, but someone who's obsessed with um, going to mass and being uh, doctrinally correct and making their holy hour and it's not about God, like that's way, way more dangerous, actually. Yes. Teresa like, that's says that that's what f- this means when yeah. like the, the, the road to hell is paved with the skulls of bishops, you know. Or something like that. I don't something know. like that. That's what it but it, it, it says, like Teresa said, Teresa says this in the interior castle. I talked about this last time, I think, or two times ago, depending on when you decide to release this. Um, it's worse to fall in the third or the fourth because you're 
you are blending the natural and the supernatural in the third and the fourth. You're, 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 as you progress in the spiritual life, you start to do things. You start to, you haven't yet realized that all of your actions are actually God acting through you, including your decision to pray, including your desire for God, including your meditation on scripture. All of these things are the Holy Spirit acting in and through you. You still feel like those things. You recognize that the consolation is from God. You recognize the desolation and the trials maybe even are from God. You recognize that you recognize that all of the results of your actions are from God, but you don't yet recognize that your actions are from God too. And so you start to, um, you start to kind of like get a little bit of a sense of pride. And if you, and if, and if the Lord doesn't withhold the temptation from you, if the Lord doesn't like actively prevent the temptation and you fall, it's worse because now you have this distaste for the good things of the spiritual life because you have placed them above God himself. So, um, but don't worry, God doesn't want you to do that. So if yeah, God you, actually, the silver lining of all this is that God loves you a whole freaking lot. <laughs> we were, I don't want to get too doomsday because it's not, because again, like it's not, it's, um, uh, if you're, if you're, if you're, uh, if you're idolizing something, um, again, it's not your job to stop yourself. It's your job to throw yourself into the mercy of God and be like, Lord, please purify me from this. Yeah. Just a take furnace, it to you. A furnace of love. Yes. Boom. I think God is good. I would agree. I concur. I, I think that um, I think that that Lent is a good a good time, and I hope that I hope that our listeners all recognize what they're idolizing, or at least beg God to show them. Um, if you want a list of penances that you can take up to most fully fall in love with Jesus Christ, make sure to donate it. Patreon.com slash the crunch and we'll give you an exclusive list of the best ways to unite with God. Before we get into Dr. Ethan's Eating Corner, why don't you take a moment to like and subscribe or like and uh, like and subscribe to this podcast? Why not? Uh, if you're not yes. subscribed, also leave us a review because uh, we keep forgetting to ask you guys to do that. And uh, reviews are the way that the way that you can support the show if you don't have money. And that's good. It's always hard when I do something ironically and then you start doing something unironically. Mm hmm. Because when you started that, I was like, oh, he's going to do a joke. But then you were like earnestly asking people to, to like and subscribe. Yeah, I forgot that we keep forgetting to do that. Also, Spotify added a uh, added a review feature on Spotify oh. podcast. So if you don't even listen to us on Spotify, but you have a Spotify. Maybe maybe chip in a review. Yeah, go over there and hit five star because uh, that, that was like that was like something I was talking. I gave a presentation on podcasting on. <laughs> do you have any? Yeah, I know, right? It, it was to my writer's group and they're a little bit older. So um uh. They, they they were like, we, we Google how to podcast, and it's like a ton of stuff, so can you just tell us? And I was like, sure. And uh, that was one thing that I mentioned was like, tell your listeners to write, rate and review your podcast, because that's how we got discovered so quickly, was because everyone was so good about reviewing. But we stopped doing that, so uh, that's awkward. We have 67 reviews on Spotify. Yeah. I, I, that's I, pretty good. And it went up when, and the reason why we have so many reviews on Spotify is because I mentioned it on a podcast one time, and we went from 20 to 67. Nice. Because our listeners. now. I just gave myself a five-star review. Amazing. Do you have anything else on this topic? No. Dr. Ethan's Aiden Corner? Yeah, let's do it. Good topic, Ethan. Short and sweet. That's all it needed to be. I think any more we would have been belaboring the point. I agree. I agree. I know it hurts. I'm sorry. All right. You came to the right place, you ding-dong. It's called communication, baby.
Welcome to Dr. Ethan's Dating Corner. Welcome to Dr. Ethan's Dating Corner, sponsored by someone. Catholic Match, right? No, 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 that's it. I think they, oh, they, took, a, they took a break. Did they really? They did. Yikes. Don't tell the people. That's like, that's like taking away. That's like making like Wrigley Stadium. Like, no, it's just stadium now. Oh wait, no. This is the per- it's the perfect it's the perfect time it's the perfect time to do this. Okay, welcome to Catholic okay. Match. No, well, sorry, dang it. <laughs> welcome to Doctor Dean's Eighty Quarter. No longer sponsored by Catholic Match, at least for this Woo! month. Um, they apparently they did a big I think they did a big push for uh, before Valentine's Day, and they they used a lot of their advertising money. But I I said you no, know, you guys should have advertised after Valentine's Day because single people don't think about Valentine's Day until they log on to Instagram on February fifteenth. Yes. So. Should I stay on Catholic Match? Parentheses. Will this kill your sponsorship? Doesn't matter, Christina. Doesn't matter for this episode. We're Doesn't in. A, we are in a. We are in international waters right now. Like there is no law. Nothing. There's nothing. nothing hey, nothing I love the happen. podcast, but I'm and I'm scared, but hopeful, excited to write this. I'll try not Hello. to make it too long. Please edit it out if you want. Just wanted to give context. Oh well. Uh, I'm 23 year old. 23 year old female, college grad. Never been Thank on you. a date. I realized a part, uh, a big part of the problem is not being around people I'm interested in dating. So after hearing about it on a lot of podcasts, I joined Catholic Match. I kind of hate it. Oh. I feel super judgmental and discouraged going through profiles and honestly just thumbnails. Why can't guys take decent profile pictures? Not a blurry car or mirror selfie when you're trying to look hot or you look dead inside. Um, that's just I, how guys look. That's just I just need you to know that. Inside. Yeah, we're always a little blurry. <laughs> I started off having a couple of small conversations with guys who reached out, but realized I was technically leading them on, and I was trying to be nice, have conversations, get used to Catholic mm-hmm. match, whatever. Uh, the couple of guys have been interested and have not replied, which is fine. I get it. I've stopped replying to people too. Um, I honestly avoid going on to Catholic match now. I'm not planning on renewing. So I guess my question is: Should I get off Catholic match? It sounds like you should. Yeah, I want to, but I'm also afraid it's my only hope. I do have plenty of other things going on in my life, so it's not a huge concern. But I'm also aware that many people say I'm still young. The clock won't stop if I ignore it suddenly. and or Sorry, the clock won't stop if I ignore it. And suddenly I'll be 47 and it'll be a lot harder to have a family. Now for my disclaimer, explanations in case they help. I'm an introvert. I know how to function as an extrovert, but it takes a lot of effort. I do a lot better getting to know people slowly. So flat out dating someone I've never met is hard. Um, I imagine you're going to tell me to learn about myself, work on myself, discern religious life, go to therapy, move to a new place, travel. Wow, that's pretty much everything, actually. Um, I've done most of that, and parts of it will never be finished. I do want to travel in the next year or two. I hope to move back to where I went to school because I did meet a couple of people there. Um, I've stopped going to my local parish for multiple reasons. I mainly go to two other churches 30, 40 minutes away. I'm considering getting more involved, but one of them, um, my brother and his wife of three months, uh, are in the young adult group and have never invited me. Hmm. Um, they mentioned the possibility once, but I could kind of tell they wanted to keep it for themselves, which I understand. So I don't know. Thoughts? Two of my siblings are married. Uh, I got married in the last... Two of my siblings have gotten married the last 18 months. Eldest brother is not married. Watch them navigate relationship and wedding drama is not inspiring me to want to do the same. I feel like there are so many things going on and this is getting exhausted, y- exhausting, yet here I am asking anyway. Uh, anyway, thank you for reading my essay. Hope you have a great day. Thanks, Christina. Thanks. Are we allowed to say the name? She said no anonymousness. So Hey, fine. Christina. I think let's jump to the to the most actionable point here because there's a lot of stuff in there that's like you're very self-aware, which is good. We got a lot of people writing into this podcast who think they're going to move to freaking Morocco. So <laughs> I appreciate. Yeah, people say we not, tell people to move all the time, but we explicitly told that guy not to move to Morocco. Please do so. not move. You are going to get. So take that, Ben Eastman. We don't always yeah. tell people to move. Um. I think you should go to that young adult group. Yeah, Forget who cares? That. Like, like honestly, 
I know it's hard. I'm married to an introvert, so I understand that it's challenging, right? Yeah. I know I know that it is it is difficult. Um but if you know that there is something that could be good for you and you have this desire to meet someone and date and pursue the vocation of marriage and there's an opportunity for you to like be a part of a group of people who also all want the same thing because let's be honest that's the only reason anybody's in a young adult group you, you got to just do it and like yeah, if on. your brother and brother and sister-in-law like don't care like don't want you there who cares there's words that I there's words that I would say were we not on a podcast but like seriously, who, honestly, seriously, honestly, who cares? Who really cares? What I mean, come on. They just want to. They don't. Uh, and it might just be a little bit of like that introvert self talk, where it's like they probably just want it for themselves. They probably honestly just don't think about. That's like, probably what it is. They don't think about it. They're, they're like, just oh, like, she lives thirty minutes away. She lives thirty minutes away. Oh, we forgot to invite her. Let's go to this thing. Yeah, guess or they're just also guess or what? Or they're in a fight, you know, and they're like busy doing other stuff. Yeah. As as frequent guests of the show, and uh, no longer a guest of the show, Father Anthony. Um, <laughs> as he does in, want to be back on the pod. I know that's that why I mentioned that. that. As yeah. he said in the past, uh, lay people think community means only people I like, and that's just not true. Like that's it's if they don't if they don't like a community doesn't have to be just people you want around. So like if they don't want you, that's fine. You're you're first of all you're part of a young adult group already, and it's called being a related. That's already yeah. a thing. <laughs> not so, a good place to find a spouse, though. Yeah, not a good place to find a spouse. Ever get asked out at a family reunion? Yeah, exactly. that's super awkward. <laughs> anyway, so I would I would recommend going to that young adult group. But I do think I do think your analysis of introvert self talk, where it's like I don't think they want me there, is probably wrong. Oh, I thought you were talking about me. No, no, no. I think I think I think I think I think you're right about her being introvert negative self talking. Yes, because they probably do want you there. They might have not wanted you around at that moment because they've been married for three months and they were thinking about something. They were thinking about something else. Thinking about thinking Um, about uh, going playing Parcheesi. Thinking about the rotunda. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. So that's that's one big thing to thinking about the apotheosis of these. Okay. Okay. We are moving on. (laughs) Is that people just like don't think about you all the time and they really like don't care what you do, you know, and that's not because they don't love you. It's just because people have their own lives in there. It's true. And if they are thinking about you all the time, that's weird. You should should date them. That's weird. (laughs) Uh, So I would I would suggest that honestly, it's like I would agree with what other people have said to you. You're 23 years old. It's not that young. If you're having trouble, like thinking of yourself as like, oh, I'm getting too old too fast. Maybe get off social media. Because there's a lot of people out there, especially in the trad space, who are like, you gotta be, you know, dating for six months and then you meant to say you're not that months. old. You're not that old. Sorry, yeah. you said you're not, not that, that young. young. You're not that young. That's Ta- pretty clock's old. Ticking. No, sorry, I apologize. You're not that old. Uh, get off social media, and because this is a problem that I, I would say we've experienced in our relationship is just mm-hmm. like. You know, especially when we were dating and we were engaged and like everybody else is marrying and, and things are moving faster and it just feels like time is just stuck for you individually because yeah, it like things aren't moving and it's just, you gotta, you gotta stop the comparison game. So it's true. you're doing all the right things. You're very aware. Refer back to our whole topic. Our whole corpus from, of work. Oh, no. Our whole corpus. No, our, our topic from today and just realize that um, God's love is more effective than any of your actions. Mm-hmm. And he's he's going to bring about he's he's not going to give you a desire that he's going to leave unfulfilled that he just won't do that. And so that's not like very actionable. There's not a lot of tips there. 
But as we just said, it's not about your actions, right? Fall deeply in love with the Lord and he will bring about what is best for you and like what suits your heart and what, what will fill your soul. So well, that's, I, I don't um, have anything else to say. I can't think of anything better to end the podcast with. So you have two minutes. We ended at the right time. We did. Thank you for podcasting with me. Um, I'm sorry I yelled at you at the beginning of the show. That was hilarious. <laughs> you really did sound like the guy from the ran down by the river sketch. Yeah. Something came out of me that I didn't know that I had, <laughs> to be honest. Very passionate you. about Exodus 90. Cause a lot well, of people, I'm very, I'm very passionate about people who think that rules govern their lives yeah people are su- people get super weird about exodus 90 both in and out you know it's like people yeah. are like oh exodus 90 bad or exodus 90 amazing and they're both so fixated on the rules yes you know i can actually take a cold shower anytime i want and then i can have a cheeseburger and it's like nobody's stopping me you know what I yeah mean? it's like i'm living I'm, I'm living ethan 90 baby over and over again it's always better to do a light penance well than a hard penance poorly francis de sales said that nice Man, and then Father right. Anthony said it to me last week. So, oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah, he should come back on the podcast. I don't know what we talked about. I'm sorry, I made a joke. Oh, he we, he can't hear us now because he stopped listening when we start talking about dating. That's fine. I don't really care who listens to this podcast, but I do care who leaves us a review on Spotify, <laughs> iTunes, and I do care about who supports us on Patreon.com/slash/TheCrunch and who listens to or reads Patrick's work on PatNevy.blog. Thank you. It's PatNevy.blog. Check it out. Patrick, do you have anything else for the people? Nope. Going to go eat some shrimp tacos. Oh, that sounds pretty good. Emma doesn't like seafood, so I never get to have shrimp anymore. You guys had it at your rehearsal dinner. What did she eat? She she didn't eat at our rehearsal dinner. No, that sucks. I know. I think she had some chips and chips and cheese. I hope she stayed away from the bag. She anyway. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you, and we'll see you all next week. You gotta, you gotta keep that in. Oh, I'm keeping it. Yeah, you gotta keep that in. That was funny. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.